Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to episode 65 of the Red Light Hockey Podcast. We got the full team tonight. We got Jake with us. We got Paul with us, and we got Chad with us. And we got myself, Liam. Uh, this will be our first ever episode with part of it on YouTube. So check us out on YouTube at Red Light Hockey Podcast on YouTube. And also, what's going on, Chad? How are you doing out there on the West Coast? Doing good. Um, it's windy and 70 degrees. It was 95 the other day. So it was uh, hot. Went to Giants opening day on Friday. Uh, San Francisco Giants for baseball. Sharks have lost six in a row. Their GM left. It's been quite the week for Bay Area sports. Yeah, yeah. And now what's going on there, uh, Paul? How you doing, buddy? Pretty good. How are you? I'm doing well. Thank you very much. I'm doing pretty well. Um, the Bruins are doing okay, I think. Yes. We That's lost good. today, but it is what yeah. it is. And Jake, Mr. Leafs fan, uh, how you doing after your big win last night to clinch the playoffs? Oh, I mean, it wasn't against a tough opponent. So, I mean, Toronto's 6-0-1 in their last seven, I think. So, things yeah, are looking yeah. good going into the playoffs. Yeah, I mean, you guys had a little scare there at the end. The Habs almost came back, but... Eric Schalgren had it the whole way. How to believe. Yeah. No, no, no. It was, it was a good game. Just, uh... Jarrell had plenty of chances to win that game. Uh, Suzuki Cofield uh, on breakaways, I think. And then yeah. Hoffman uh, on the late power play as well. So Yeah, I, I don't know why he didn't pass the Cofield in that one. I mean, Hoffman can still shoot the puck. Yeah. But anyway, on, on the power play for a reason. Anyway, we're not talking about last place teams today. It's not a, I'm afraid of Montreal, not Toronto, don't worry. We'll start with uh, let's talk about Doug Wilson right off the gate here. Chad, what are your thoughts on this? Since you're the California guy, you're the Sharks guy. Mm-hmm. Um, I love Doug Wilson. I uh, I've told the story a bunch of times on the podcast, but he was nice to me for no reason when I was like 11 years old. So I've always liked him because of that. Then I got to grow up and had the privilege of working not anywhere close to him, but in the same building and. Uh, that was a lot of fun. Every time, every interaction I had, he made you at least feel like he cared, you know, is a guy who can call any GM in the NHL. I think that's pretty special when he's, you know, the assistant media, the media relations assistant, you know, when you can talk to him for a second. I think that's interesting. And um, I mean, it's people forget because the Sharks never won the big one. So that makes it kind of tough. But in his time, it playoffs 14 times out of 19 years they averaged 100 points a season like he put together very good teams he just we they, they never had a goalie and he got taken out because of a medical issue which is obviously not not great he was 19 years he's seventh all time with one team for wins as a gm i mean he's uh he's interesting he's a uh, obviously an nhl he's in the hall of famer He's definitely a Sharks Hockey Hall of Famer. He was the first captain in Sharks history. He won the Norris as a player over a thousand games. He's, you know, um, a hockey guy. He was the sixth overall pick. Yeah, yeah. He was a, a hockey guy all, all through and through. And in the time that he was the uh, the GM of the Sharks in like that, in that time period, only Pittsburgh and Boston had more wins. And Pittsburgh only had eight more wins than the Sharks did. 
and Boston only had two. So um, he brought in Joe Thornton, who's, you know, without a doubt, the best player the Sharks have ever had. He orchestrated some great trades. He's, you know, I'll think of him, think back to his time with nothing but good thoughts. I mean, stinks that you hadn't, he didn't win one. And now it's, you know, all those times saying, I wish we won for this guy. I wish we won for that guy. I wish he got one. Um, it's kind of tough to see that he didn't, but that health issue has been hard. And now it's just, where do they go? And I think that's a big thing because something a lot of people don't know, the Sharks director of scouting is Doug Wilson Jr. And I believe he hired Joe Will, who's the interim. Don't quote me on that. I just know that they work very hand in hand because Joe Will is the Barracuda GM. And so it'll be interesting to see. They've said they want to go outside of the organization while also saying that they don't want to rebuild, which doesn't make a lot of sense to me. Because if you go outside, someone's hundred percent going to want to tear it down. Um, so we'll see. The this off season, I think, will be interesting for the Sharks because it'll be a big tell on what they're doing. Because it would not shock me at all if they just said, "Hey, we're going to stink for a few years," and they cut Burns and cut Vlasic. It wouldn't shock yeah. me one bit if they just like, cut him and ate the money. I don't remember San Jose like growing up anyway ever being like this bad. Yeah, and they're bad. not. They're not even bad. They're like five hundred. Mm-hmm. Like they're they're still like well not that just horrible. goes to show how good they were yeah you know in the 19 seasons prior to like mm-hmm. now i in my opinion it was around the time where they picked up eric carlson where things kind of started to fall apart you know they might that have was their a... best team that year but yeah, yeah after that it did um and it wasn't even necessarily him it was just that like three or four key pieces all regressed at the same time so you you had thornton marlowe vlasic and burns all take a big step back Mm-hmm. And uh, that all happened at once. And those are, you know, five of your top eight players. They should be. So that that's, that's tough to see, but the sharks are in an interesting spot. They have a very, and maybe you can speak a little bit to this, Paul, but they have a very sneaky prospect pool. They don't have a ton of like creme de la creme talent where, except for like Eklund, I think is a guy that you think he's going to be top six and probably get you 25 a year, but they have a lot of guys who are, kind of second line top line guys in the major junior who are good you have Wiseblatt you have Brandon not Brandon Kobe you have Wiseblatt um I can't think of the other guy who's in the OHL who they drafted a couple years ago but you have a bunch of guys coming up Magnus Krona who just won the NCAA tournament you have a lot of guys that could be something so I get what they're saying with like hey let's keep a couple key pieces and then keep moving like I understand that mentality but it'd be interesting to see because the Sharks have, I mean, 20 tradable contracts. They can't trade Carlson, but I think everyone else you can get rid of or trade. So it'll be interesting to see because I think you can still trade. I, I don't know. Is, is the hurdle deal tradable, do you think? Yeah. I would be eight more concerned eight. about Vlasic. No, no. They're, they're going to cut Vlasic. They're not going to trade. Um, but Vlasic, Vlasic also isn't really the issue, I don't think. Um, Vlasic is bad. Burns is one of the best players on the team. Like people always, you know, they're quick to outside of San Jose say $20 million is way too much for those two guys. And it is with Vlasic or with uh, Burns and Carlson, best two players on the team. So like, should they be making, if, if Carlson was making 8 million, I wouldn't care. It's the extra three and a half that could be two third liners. <laughs> that, mm-hmm. that bothers me a little bit, but um, it'll be interesting to see where the Sharks go. Like we said, we don't want to spend a ton of time on a last place team, but Doug Wilson's just an incredible guy made you feel like you were a part of the team no matter where you were. And, um, you know, 
I hope he stays around the organization in one way or another. But more than that, I hope he gets healthy. I hope he's back to, you know, normal soon. I also hope they put his numbers up in the rafters. Best GM in history, first captain in history. You know, it seems like it's a shoe in that he should be up there sometime. But the Sharks haven't – all their legends are still playing, so they haven't really retired any numbers yet. So I think um, – um, we'll see. I think uh, the Sharks – I think they're, they might hire Patty Marlowe in some way, shape, or form. They might. Marlowe's not that guy, though. Marlowe's quiet. No. He uh, – so they'll retire his number, though. He'll get retired. Yeah, no, Vlasic will get retired, and uh, Thornton will get retired. Those I could see Marlo, maybe Barnes. I could see Marlo being like a not like a GM, but like maybe like a scout or something like that. Marlo would be someone who had. I could see him being an assistant coach. I could see yeah. him being. I don't think he would do it with the Sharks though. I think he'd do it with the Barracuda because he just yeah. hates. He doesn't hate media, but he just doesn't want to deal with it. I mean, he doesn't have social media. I mean, yeah, he's true. tried to avoid media at every turn. You heard his interview on Chicklets. He. I mean, it sounded like he was getting grilled by a principal. It was bad. Like he's just yeah. not a talker. That's just not who he is. And uh, uh, I could see, uh, I could see Thornton being a trainer <laughs> somewhere. Yeah, stare on the boys. <laughs> yeah. No, I think he's. I think he's gonna kind of take the Chris Chelios kind of path and play like beer league hockey in Florida. I think he likes it where it's hot and he's not too fussed about you know continuing to play he might win it this year with florida who knows but the last mm. couple games i've watched florida he wasn't even in the lineup so that's the perfect segue into the playoffs uh right there i think so joe thornton yeah we'll talk about the florida panthers the florida panthers first so we'll go out to the east uh the east standings right now who do we think is going to be doing what these playoffs and what do we think? Uh, that's that's a way too vague of a thing to say. Yeah. <laughs> but um, okay. So uh, let, let's I go. Mean, uh, it, let's... It's really. I think it's three teams. I think it's Carolina. Ah, eh, four. Carolina Rangers, Florida, and Tampa. I think those are the four teams that can do something. The Rangers you can't count out because of Shesterkin. That's like the only thing where we have a goalie playing that well. You never know. Carolina's a wagon. But the thing is, is like, the East is funny because I think. And we've we've been talking about this, but I think Colorado is the only team that can compete with the East. And I think that Colorado is going to have such an easy road to the finals if they don't choke. And then the, the thing is, too, in the West that like has really got me surprised is like the Vegas is Vegas. Because mm-hmm. like Vegas, like they have a lot of players that could be coming back now, but they just can't because of cap reasons that are still out there. Are. So yeah, all those guys are back. Wait until the playoffs if they hit if they make the playoffs, but as soon as they get into the playoffs, that the cap doesn't matter, right? So exactly is laner is laner still hurt though, or is he back? No, like he's, he's he just can't back. come back as a cap reasons. So laner can't come back as a cap. Uh Stone can't come back as a cap. Martinez can't come back as a cap. I'd take out wait, how would no, how would Martinez how would, is back? How would no, laner affect that? Laner got hurt. Like how well, they brought someone in when he was Robin hurt, Leonard is back. Eichel. Yeah, I was going to say that doesn't that doesn't make sense. So I think Leonard's back, Stone, right? Stone and Martinez in. No, okay. Martinez is back. It's Mark Stone, Riley Riley Smith, Brett, uh, Brett Howden, Nick Hughes, and Jake Bischoff all on our LR. So those okay. first two were, will help. Yeah, but yeah, Smith Nash and Stone. Yeah. Oh yeah. Goodness. But I mean, like you're taking uh, out Stone and you're putting in Eichel, right? 
Like you should still yeah. be winning those games. No, like I don't think so because Stone's your captain for one. Eichel's the new kid mm-hmm. on the block. Eichel hasn't, yeah. you know, I love Jack Eichel and I'm glad that he won that whole standoff with Buffalo because the NHL for some reason doesn't give any power to players. And I'm glad that he won that, but he hasn't won a lot of hockey in his day. So like, I don't, yeah. you know, I don't think it's fair really to say that, oh, he should be winning these. He didn't win a lot when he was in Buffalo. Granted, Plus, he didn't have a lot of help. Nobody, nobody but, won a lot in Buffalo. <laughs> yeah, but, but that's, the, I, I know, but I'm just saying like, the, it's an interesting the, thing. The thing is though, too, if you like Mark Stone, like he does a lot more than just put up points. Whereas Eichel, like, he's a very good offensive player. But Mark Stone is one of the best two-way wingers in the game, right? Yeah. Plus, you're putting Eichel in, a superstar, great player, in a situation where he hasn't played all year with 20 games to go with no chemistry to the team at all. Like, this is his first yeah. stint with Vegas, and you're just going to throw him in, and I don't think But Vegas can do that. also picked up. Eichel because he is that superstar that they can put into the lineup and then get yeah, instant score. chemistry, right? Like yeah. that's why they got him, but it's just not well, performing think, right now. I think what it's showing is that Vegas just isn't that good of a team. Like Vegas is a yeah. they're they're a solid team. They're missing Mark Andre Fleury. Yeah, they're I, missing tell you and and they're they're not I don't know if they're a playoff built team anymore without Reeves. They can't really bully people the way they did with him on the on the rink. So and we'll see Fleury that wild card. Guy. Yeah, and that wild card too. Dallas and Nashville are both better than Vegas. Like uh, yeah. I just think they are this year. Like uh, Nashville is obviously kind of in the same boat as the Rangers. They're getting aided a little bit by really good goaltending, right? Where they might be playing a little bit above what they really are. But Dallas is a Dallas is a really good team. They just underperformed hugely for a long time, but that team is good. So they and they kept the all their, they two kept, years ago. Yeah, they kept all their pieces at the trade deadline. They didn't trade their defensemen. They kind of, I think they kind of saw this coming. I mean, that top six you can't mess with. Joe Pavelski is like 90 and still scoring 50 goals. Like, it's that team is (laughs) good. And he just got signed to an extension. Yeah. That was one. Back to the Sharks for a sec. Marlo and Pavelski, like three years apart. They both wanted three years, and the Sharks said no to both of them. And the Marlo one worked because they ended up getting him back for free. The Pavelski one did not work. <laughs> so that was a bad move there by Dallas not to resign Pavelski. But um, anyways, uh, that, that West is interesting. The Pacific is by, it's still not even close to done. Bar Vegas could still make it. Uh, Winnipeg could still make it, I guess, theoretically, but not really. But they have to win every single game, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Vancouver has to win a lot. Vancouver is mathematically eliminated. Mm, doesn't say so here. No, no, I don't think they are. They're they're not mathematically eliminated. They're nine they points back, and oh. they have like twelve games. Oh, I know. They just have to have like a ridiculous like record. I think it's something like they don't even. They they're only four points behind the wild card. Yeah, oh, they, and, nine and games they're only left. they're only six points behind the third spot in the Pacific. So yeah. like it's wide. The Pacific open. is just a cluster. The Pacific is just yeah. so close. I mean, Calgary's pulled away a little bit, but if uh, Vegas wins their next game, they're third place in the Pacific. Yeah, which is crazy. They they leapfrog, and then Dallas falls out of a playoff spot for LA. Mm-hmm. That that's LA's how crazy a team. it is. LA would be an interesting team to play in the playoffs too. They're built for that. They could beat you up and push you around. Yeah. The first year um, they won the cup, they were last place in the West. 
yeah, and then just won destroyed the everybody. Yeah. <laughs> um, the thing is, too, like, yeah, out of the West, like, it scares me because like, I, I feel like any of these teams, like, could go on a random run and do some damage. No, you guys, this is crazy. We've been talking about this in the group all week. Like, the West is not good. The top eight versus the top eight, the East is better in almost every way. Hmm. Right. Like Colorado, you is, can put in there. But what's the second best team in the West? Calgary, probably. Oh, right. Yeah. Well, Calgary is the second best team in the West. Calgary is the second best team in the West. Calgary is the second best team in the West in a straight up seven game series. Carolina's beating them. The Rangers are beating them. Pittsburgh's beating them. Florida's beating them. Toronto's beating right. them. Tampa's beating them. Boston, probably not. Washington, I don't think they are. Right. Are like, you, are you, how positive are you on that though? I'm because Calgary had a, except for Toronto. Calgary had a just because they're Toronto. No offense, I can't. They got them, so they, uh, they... no, no. I know. I, I, I'm just yeah. going on to like the Calgary yeah. thing in the West, just because like they, they had COVID issues throughout the middle of the year where they mm-hmm. you know lost Markstrom and lost the, like Lindholm and all that when they were on fire. Yeah, they right? lost a lot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then they lost a couple games, but since then, since they've been healthy, they've arguably one of the top teams in the NHL. In turn, like go look at their last couple games played. Like they're plus seventy five on the points, like differential. They have Markstrom, who's a really good goalie. They have solid defense. They can mm-hmm. get forwards who can clearly score their way out of deficits, right? So you throw that into the playoffs, yes, it's different. But if you send them against like an LA, which they probably will face if you know the Vancouver mm-hmm. starts to get a little bit competitive. I think Calgary could beat them just because L- like LA plays a defensive style game, but I think Calgary is just going to fill the net. But everything you just said about Calgary, and you also can say Calgary about all those teams I named in the East, like everything yeah, yeah, you just yeah. said about Calgary, you can say about all those other teams, but they're only going to play one team if they make it to the finals, right? They're only going to play one of them. Only one team in the East is making it to the finals. No. Yeah, no, I'm not saying that. I'm just saying that Calgary is the second best team in the West. And they're not better than any of those teams in the East is what I'm saying. Like, everything you just said about those teams at Calgary, my argument was like, they could beat any of those, te- like those teams would beat them. I think you can make that argument about every team on the, in the East that like right. they have the they have defensemen who can score. They have a good top six. They have decent goaltending enough, except Toronto kind of has a question mark and Pittsburgh. Eh, I'm not sold on them. Although they could, they're like a dark horse. They could make a run and it wouldn't shock me at all. Can't call them a dark horse if they have Crosby. Tristan Jari is very um, streaky for Penguins. So. No, and that's that works. That almost that's, works for you in the playoffs, though. Yeah, because if you have a bad streak, you just lose, and if you have a good streak, you want to stand the Cup. Yeah, so it's like it kind of. Well, they kind did of it. Works out. Matt Murray. Right? Yeah. I was gonna they, say yeah. they. Yeah, Matt Murray. Jonas Matt. Jonas Hiller made it to a Stanley Cup. Like it's, it's how it goes. Like you no. can be good for a, a three week span and win. Cam Ward was like, a rookie. Yeah. When yeah. the Hurricanes won the Cup, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, my, my whole thing with that is, like, uh, you've said it before, Chad, on the show. Um, the thing is, in the East, like, there's so many good teams in the East that they're going to beat the shit out of each other. Yeah. So yeah. that's why I think... Like, like it wouldn't you know, surprise West... me if Washington's the one that makes it to the finals in, in See, the yeah, East. They're, they're the one uh, team so... I think can't make it to the finals. They're the only team they, they, I think can't. They play, they play playoff-style hockey. Like, everyone said that about Montreal last year, too, and look where they went, right? Yeah. Yeah, we I think you got to watch what those like Washington and Montreal and LA type teams where they're built for the playoffs. Like they're built to just squeeze into the playoffs because they don't have enough firepower to, to usually make them like Montreal pretty much like, you know, if you play them in the playoffs, it's a completely different thing. 
you have to be hard. You're not scoring all those goals that you're getting in the regular season. And you're going to see a lot more goals scored. I'm pretty sure if I could be wrong and this could be a really bad take, but I just think in, in with the Rangers case with Shersherskin, when he starts to go play into the playoffs, he's going to get maybe bumped around a bit all, and get thrown off his game. That's just what I'm thinking with the younger mm-hmm. goalies. And you know what I mean? The younger teams without that playoff experience that, you know, a Tom Wilson on the Washington Capitals can bring, right? Yeah. yeah. See, but, but here's the, the thing point- that's going to hurt them is like first round right now is Carolina against Washington. Like it, I it'll be don't... a good series. I think it'll Florida go Florida versus Florida, Washington. Florida. Yeah. yeah. I think it'll go, I think it would go five or six, but I don't see a possible way that the thing Washington is to the that series. Well, Washington, well, Washington doesn't have the Montreal had that you're not mentioning Jake definitely played a huge part in that last year. Montreal is Carrie Price. Yeah, but Washington has uh, and the referees favoring them in every series, but we can talk about that another time. But I don't um, want to talk about referees. (laughs) (laughs) Um, No, yeah, they don't. And the goaltending, goaltending is everything in the playoffs. But the thing is, is like you can't really judge regular season goaltending off of it because guys will come out of the woodwork. But that being said, yeah. But that being said, you can't you can't sit here and use that as a point because your point then is basically Mm. like, oh, it's just random. So it's like, what are we talking about? We talk about the teams no, that were good in the, the playoffs. season being good in the playoffs, yeah. So it's it, anything that we can say right now could be thrown out the window. Week one, yeah. game one, you know, first like, period, exactly. John Tavares, Corey Perry. You the know what way, I mean? Like <laughs> the way the Rangers are built would scare me. I would not want to play the Rangers. They have really good Rangers scare me. They have a, the reigning the Norris champion. They have a really good defensive core. They have a solid top six. They're the Rangers will be playing score. the Penguins. Yeah, no, that, that's going to be the series of the first round, I think. I think that'll be the best series. Or Toronto-Boston, Toronto-Tampa. Yeah. The, you know what I mean? It's going to be Game 7 series, which yeah, I don't like really like. But The way it's breaking down, the sixth-ranked team could be Tampa. And that's the two-time reigning champion with probably the best goalie in the world. Like, what What do you think? And then mm-hmm. in the, the East is just superior, but like I've been saying – I don't know who comes out of this. I I think it's a toss up really between Carolina, Florida can't not throw Tampa in there. Like I don't, if I Toronto don't wins know. one playoff series, they're making it. They're going to win the finals. Cup. Yeah. yeah, yeah. No, if they <laughs> get out of the first round, I think they won the cup. Uh, that's, I don't even think that's a hot take. That's just how sports work. But yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. But yeah, the, the East is closed. It, there's no other teams that can really make a push anymore um the west there's still i mean technically a lot of teams that are alive but really it's just vegas dallas nashville and then the six other teams so there's really anaheim nine just fighting for eight spots anaheim was just mathematically but, eliminated you know vancouver i guess too vancouver is mm-hmm. in that like fringe they could make it but if you're if so if you're colorado who do you want you probably want nashville right nashville's one of those teams again who are playoff style hockey teams. yeah you know, yeah. like they're no, going to be a hard team to play against. No, it's like all, if, the, honestly, all the pundits like, are if, saying. If I'm if I'm Colorado, I'm cheering for Vancouver, and I want them, <laughs> I want them to beat out Vegas. You know, and I want the Vancouver. Well, yeah, I would. I would say Vancouver. I, I would say Vancouver. I would not want to play Nashville, Dallas, even or LA. Vegas. Like you know what I mean? Because I'm, Vegas could. I, I think Vegas is going to finish ahead of LA. I just do. I, I can't mm. see. You know what I mean? LA is having a great run and they're a good team compared to last year, but like, you know, Cinderella stories only get you so far. 
I think you know, if I'm really Colorado, don't... I want to play LA because their goaltending is proving themselves. Quick is proving that he can still be as good as what he was. And if you shake him a little bit, you have to throw Pedersen in there. And is Pedersen as good as what he has been hyped up to be, or is he going to fumble in the playoffs? Matt Murray didn't. Yeah, but every goalie's different. So the, this is the rest of the Kings' schedule. The rest of the Kings' schedule, they play at Minnesota. That's today. It's like starting, or it's actually going on right now. It could be already over. At Blackhawks, at Avalanche. That's tough. But then Columbus, Anaheim, Chicago, Anaheim, Seattle, Vancouver. Not going to get much easier for the last 10 games of the season than that. You get Chicago twice, you get Seattle, you get the Ducks twice. But the the thing is, though, if if you watch it, this time of year, the teams that are already eliminated, for some reason, they play like, they play a lot looser, so those games a lot of the time are harder to win. Not if Uh, if you're the team trying to fight for the playoffs. You're fighting even harder. Like, you should be able to beat them, right? Uh, the Kings lost today six to three against the Wild. Did they? So that was updated in the schedule. So that was right on the stats already. Vegas, on the other hand, at Vancouver, at Calgary, at Edmonton, New Jersey at home, Washington at home, Sharks at home, at Dallas, at Chicago, at St. Louis. I'm taking the Kings in those last ten games for sure. Yeah, in terms of beating a couple head games. Yeah. Dallas is actually currently winning right now, yeah. six four against the Blackhawks. So they'll have another two points. They'll be at eighty six. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm watching them. this that game would, too. <laughs> that would and so what I and it's the same thing, right? Third place in the Pacific can be less points than the first wild card. That's fine, right? That doesn't change. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. The, cent- the Central's sure. always the Central's always been a harder division than the Pacific, That's in, in my true. opinion. It, it, like except whenever LA and the Sharks were there, but like since so you the mean turnaround from like 2004 of 2004 to 2018. No, uh, <laughs> you know the Sharks. I'm gonna say like 2004 till about maybe now. like yeah. I, I'm gonna say I guess the second Kings championship. Then it kind of fell off. Once yeah, the Kings won in 2014, it was really just the Sharks. Yeah, then yeah, it was the, just the Sharks the, for a couple of years. But the Central Edmonton didn't really still exist sucked. until. Mm-hmm. No, it did. It did. It did. It did. It did. When did it become then, central and all this stuff now? I don't know, but then you had Vancouver was a wagon with the Sabines too. So the Pacific, I was I was just messing with you. The Pacific has it was down for it's been down for a few years now. Yeah, yeah, twenty fourteen. Yeah, no, the the Pacific and Central thing didn't exist until twenty fourteen. Before that, it was just East West. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, it was just the top eight. You're right. It was just the yeah. top eight. I do remember that. Remember they used to have, didn't they used to reserve the top three spots for division winners, the top two? Yeah, because there was thing? three that divisions. Basketball. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Anyways, doesn't matter. They should go back to that. In the West, this is how weird the West is. Is Other than Colorado, I don't even know who I'd pick to be in my Western Conference final. So who is Colorado, Calgary. Yeah, like I would probably yeah. pick Minnesota if they yeah. wouldn't have to play Colorado, if they wouldn't have to play Colorado. Because I like their goaltending. I like how they're built, too. But they lose to Colorado, I think. Mm-hmm. So It'll be close. It'll be six, seven games. But yeah. Just yeah. double down on Colorado. Yeah. <laughs> but I think Calgary, Calgary, Colorado, and the West is probably the most likely. Mm-hmm. In... I, I really hope we get a Calgary Edmonton series. That's just something I really want to see. I want to see a battle of Alberta. Be so fun. That, how, how would that happen though? I don't I feel think like that'd it, be a really good series. It could. Yeah, it could. They just um, have to, they yeah, just have, they're in the same division. 
Yeah, but d- does yeah, that so- still matter? How how does the playoffs work? Yeah, so you can stay in the Pacific. Right? We don't all need to explain this. Let me do this. So the Pacific, you stay in the Pacific. So two versus three plays the winner of the Pacific and the wild card. So okay. like whoever wins Edmonton LA right now would play the winner of Calgary and uh, Nashville. Okay. Yeah, I thought so it still like, went like one, it's like ordered, right? So no, like Calgary wins, and then yeah, okay. okay. They made this choice to try and make it so there were more rivalries within the division, which is cool, I think, because yeah. the Sharks were rivals with the Golden Knights after like three minutes. So <laughs> it made it it made it pretty cool. But um, the the playoffs are going to be interesting this year. The East is going to be a dogfight. It just oh. man, it's going to be fun. Like the, how many injuries the are we guessing? That, oh, a lot. A lot. Well, Whoever comes out into the finals from the East, half their roster is going to get surgery in the offseason. So. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Definitely. But the East is wrapped up. The West is pretty much wrapped up, minus a couple, you know, little bows. The Sharks have lost six in a row, which I like. Get them into a better draft spot. But, um, yeah, I think that's pretty much it for the playoffs. Well, is there anything else that we're missing here? Yeah, I just want to talk a bit about Edmonton. Um, if you're Edmonton going into the playoffs – which one of your three goalies you, you do you want to run with? Because Skinner right now is the guy who's winning all your games. But you ride the hot goalie. Yeah, yeah. You, you ride the hot goalie. You ride you him until he stops winning. Yeah. You play him the rest of the games. If he has a winning record, you play him in the playoffs. Mike Smith is great, and so is Koskinen, but they're shaky as fuck. <laughs> they're, they're, yeah. you know, I, and it's I like, ride it's the not a, It's like one thing if, if Skinner came in and Smith was playing really well, too. But he's not. You've had two goalies that have played bad, and one who's finally playing okay. <laughs> yeah, if you can find top three point getters in the league, and you're still not anywhere they have close the top to three. Being... I know they have two of the top three. Yeah. Oh, okay, I thought you said three. I was like, who's the third one? No, but, no Hubert was um, in between. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah. If you can find a way to morph all three together, that'd be your best bet. But since you can't do that, I mean, you're basically mm-hmm. fucked. Yeah. No, Edmonton, I, I, and that's yeah. the thing is Edmonton can score with anybody, but there's not a lot of 6-4 games in the playoffs. There's not. And they don't – I guess they do kind of – Kane is such an underrated addition to that team until he yeah. implodes and somehow causes them to lose. He He's a great a great addition to that team because he gives you that grit, which is fun to see. But um, I think it's – Edmonton doesn't scare me. I think like, he's a really good playoff guy for that team. Who? Kane, I think he's going to be a good guy for the playoffs in Edmonton. Yeah, well, he's he gives you that edge. They don't really – am I forgetting someone? Do they have, like, a great guy? Zach Cassian. Yeah, yeah, they do. I was like, they have a yeah, – yeah. have some. Uh, yes, uh, Peel Harvey can play physical if he's feeling it, but – And uh, Yamamoto, so too. Yamamoto's well. a little bit like Gallagher. Uh, yeah. Comparisons. So, yeah. Those two really need to step it up for Edmonton. They should be getting a lot more points than what they are. But Zach Cassian or no, Zach Cassian, um, Zach Hyman. He's he's more of like a grinder than like a guy that's going to get in your face. Yeah, he's he's still a water bottle that goes to the dirty areas. He's oh, he's yeah. a pest. He's just he's a yeah. lesser version of Gallagher and yeah, Kane. A tone Kane down has Gallagher. Thirteen yeah. points in twenty nine career playoff games. Although he was pretty big in that. Um, the Western Conference Finals run that the Sharks made with yeah, they lost to St. Louis. But the thing with Kane is I don't like I don't guess that the points are good and all, but I don't see him bring a lot of points. I just see him like hitting hard, going like you know what I mean, playing that, that style play of hockey. It it He's doesn't get help as much as you think. David. 
it doesn't help as much as you think because you don't want that guy to be taken off your first line because he's a that's top true. six guy. That's the only problem with power forwards that no one really addresses is that if they're truly good and they can score like hurdle, you're like, I don't want you to get in a fight. <laughs> There's eight minutes left in the game. We need you on the ice. That was Nazi uh, from Kadri in Toronto. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, they're Every great playoffs. that you have this to your game. I like that you can do this, but like maybe don't sometimes. Speaking so, of don't Kane, suspended. has anybody heard if Kane's contract with the Sharks was terminated or was it, has that been decided yet? I don't remember what they decided on that. I remember that it was terminated. The NHL said it was fine. Then the union filed a grievance. Yeah. I don't know where it is now. I don't know what happened so, after that. So he could still technically be back with the Sharks next season. No, no, that he can't. That's he's gone. done with the team. He, he cut would, ties he would with be the team. A, he could be over okay. Money. Yeah, he yeah. could be okay because it could be on the Sharks cap. Because I remember it being it's either going to get uh, terminated and he's done, or it could be reversed and he goes back there next year and finishes it out. But that'd be a weird situation no. if that happened. No, I don't. I do. Not I don't think he that. would. No, he the the Sharks very clearly re-signed Hurdle. Yeah, and that was that was kind of the the thing was they re-signed hurdle and hurdle had i guess said that he wouldn't re-sign if they signed kane and that was like a big thing and that's why kane didn't play for as long as he did because that's wild too that a a teammate would speak out on another teammate like that i i can't (laughs) even remember another time where it happened that blatantly there was so much stuff around kane though that like i i think it was just he thought it would get lost in the mix yeah, yeah, it just turned out to be a hot take. <laughs> so two weeks ago, or three weeks ago, this was published that um, they filed a grievance. The NHLPA filed a, grievan- a grievance, and um, if the termination is upheld, which I think it will be, because they got him on COVID protocols. He went to Canada yeah. when he wasn't allowed to, and he like mm-hmm. very clearly broke protocol. Yeah. So, and if if that if if it is upheld, they don't owe him any of the money if it is not and that's in cash and cap and if they lose they the entire amount minus what edmonton's paying him this year so minus that it's back on the cap okay so yeah and there's no there's no there's no hearing dates still um he said that and i wonder i wonder what would happen because if he was on the shark's cap would that mean that Edmonton would have to pay that money? No, Sharks would. No, Sharks would. But then, what if he wasn't playing for the Sharks? Doesn't then he'd have, he'd play for if if he's on their cap, then he's playing for them. So let me. I want to play. I'm going to play GM here for a second. So let's say so, you're 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 Evander Kane, Liam. Someone, someone's Evander Kane. I'm whoever the Sharks hire is their GM. If I say, hey, you know, we're we're going to pay you, but you're not going to play right? We'll pay you, but you're not going to play unless you want to go somewhere, right? And then we'll trade you in your contract. If that is said, what can Evander Kane do? Because he can, he can like say, no, I'm good. Take me out of the contract, right? But he wouldn't yeah. do that because he wants the money. So I don't know if the contract is movable. You I can, have, I can explain it. it what, Liam? It, it's um, essentially, essentially what it would look like is a buyout. It'll, it'll be formatted as if it was a buyout. Oh, no, but I'm saying think. if you didn't buy him out, because he's still a commodity. Someone picked him up, and he's right. playing. But well I'm saying, year. I'm saying if the if the grievance goes and he wins his grievance, 
as far as the cap complications from the shark side of things, it'll look like a buyout instead of yeah. just a and he can't uh, trade the contract. Okay. So it will be yeah. like what Mike Richards was on LA. Exactly. Okay. Yeah. Okay, that makes so sense. So it'll be it'll be just dead cap as far as the sharks are concerned. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. So then so like, it'll, it'll be, it'll be cap. Cap it. It's only three more years. So it's not like the end of yeah. the world for the sharks. And they, I don't know if it's the full cap either. It might be a percentage of it or something like that. Yeah, so it might be like uh, the next year, it'll be like 3.5 million. The next year after that, it'll be whatever million for like mm-hmm. the next six years. Because usually that's what happens over three remaining years. You buy them out with three remaining years, it gets, it gets put over six years at a lesser cap hit. Mm-hmm. So basically, what they're, that's what they're doing right now. They're Because they're, mutual, mutual termination of contract or whatever termination, how, how they wanted to do it, would be zero cap hit. They don't pay the rest of his contract. Yeah, I think it just the depends. NHL, if they're just Kane, trying to argue it to turn it into a buyout. Therefore, he'll get paid up for the remainder of his contract and still be able to play for other teams. Mm-hmm. If if Kane gets re-signed by Edmonton or another team, I don't see there being a problem with the contract in San Jose and that being terminated. But if he doesn't get re-signed, I don't know. You know what I mean? Because he that's is what bankrupt. I'm saying. That's, that's what's interesting to me. And he's he's rich person bankrupt. He's not like really bankrupt. Yeah. He's title whatever bankrupt. Yeah. But, yeah. So if he the Oilers re-sign him and he wins the grievance with San Jose, then what happens? He's, I don't, think he, I don't so he, think he would push for it. So he'll still you be don't a think he would push free for agent. It. He'll still be a free agent, but it'll just be a cap it against San Jose and not, they'll be forced to pay him out the remainder of his contract. If, even if he, he decides not to play with the Sharks? Yes. Yeah, he signs with they, another team? Because it's a buyout. They, yeah. they terminated this contract. So the grievance, all it is right now, is determining whether it's going to be just terminated. That's it. So, or oh, it's already it's terminated. Be a, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's terminated it. regardless. It just whether it's a buyout or just a termination. That's yeah, all. NHL cap is point. funny. It's, it's the only yeah. cap that actually matters. So that's why it's like a little bit. I, it's harder to understand. So, but okay, that, that's all that's but, going on right now. They're just determining whether or not he got bought out or if it's terminated. Sorry for getting us off rails there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I just I, I was curious. A, Mm-hmm. I think that's a good segue out of the out yeah. of the playoffs, though. Um, I guess once we have the we'll we'll have another one whenever the everything gets locked in, and we'll have another one about that. I think. Yeah. But um, what else is going on? The award race. Um, we have a whole bunch Abe, of stuff we'll, going we'll on. We'll talk about the Ave Gaston. Uh, she's one of the first mm-hmm. women to win a win a game in the Quebec Major Junior Hockey League in 22 years. I think it was. Uh, yeah, Charlene Labonte or Labont. I thought it was Manon who won it. No, no, it was nope. it was Labont. She was the last one. Okay. Yeah. Regardless, yeah, no, good, good for her. It's a uh, it's good for women. You know, she's a really good goalie. So hopefully, she keeps winning games and uh, goes from there. Uh, she got the water bottle shower after the game. You know, typical yeah. typical hockey thing there. I could see her maybe being one of the next goalie women to play. A preseason game, or maybe even a regular season game, at one point in the NHL. Yeah, it'll be interesting Possible. because it'll be interesting to see if that's a big barrier. Once that happens, yeah. I, I just wonder how, because there is there's also professional female hockey, so th- yeah. th- that's what makes it kind of strange. Is like, you know, you would never see a woman's basketball player play in the NBA because there's a WNBA. So like I don't I wonder what'll happen if, if it does reach that level. I wonder what that would be because you wouldn't think that they would just sign her as like a because she I mean they're she's good enough to play. 
right? If you can win exactly. games in the queue, I feel like you're good enough to play in the NHL, right? But yeah. I wonder where that choice is. I wonder what, when that choice comes in and if it's from her, or if it's from, hey, you'd actually be bigger in the women's game. Hey, play with the PWPHA or the well, PKF or whatever. Like, I wonder what that, what that process is. So like. I know uh, Menorde Elm, when she played in Tampa and did all that stuff with Tampa Bay, um, and then she spoke about it. She like interviewed her and everything. Like she tried to go play for women's league afterwards and play for the Team Canada Women's. She found it really hard to play with the women. She didn't wasn't very good with the women compared to how good she was with the men. And the reasoning for that was the shots were a lot different from men to women. Right? It's a different game. So that might be something to do with like that's that's a goalie thing, right? So you can be a great goalie with men and terrible with the women because the women. They shoot differently. I don't think that's – I don't think you can say that, like, over the course of time, though. I think it might no. be an adjustment. But she's yeah, played female just, hockey her whole life, right? Right. So, I don't I don't know. I just know that's what Menodeum said. Um, mm-hmm. I'm just – again, that's just – because I know she, like, got cut from Team Canada Women yeah. because of that. And because she played for the – Lightning. Oh, 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 oh. Yeah. No, good for her, though. I hope that – I wonder when someone will break in playing out. That'll be a big one, too. Someone breaking yeah. in playing, playing defense or Which, forward. I think I think the first big one will be goalie, though. Like, to play a regular season game, I think it'll be the first woman to do it will be a goalie. I like the enthusiasm, and but I, I just don't see it happening. It hasn't happened in any other sport. Why is it – why is hockey any different? Like, you know, I'm not saying it shouldn't. I'm just saying that, like, I I, I don't see a world where it, it, it just makes sense. I feel like hockey is a sport that is possible because of goaltending, because of, because of the goalie mm-hmm. position. Maybe Whereas, a female position, e-bug could come in and beat the Leafs next. Yes, like e-bug or, like, preseason or something like that. Or, like, I, I think that there should be games between women's teams and men's teams. I think that the, 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 the women's league, when it forms, and I think it will because the NHL is pushing it, but um, I, there should be like all-star game. It should be the women's and the men's, and they should be competing side by side to see. Like that's more, I think, of an inclusive way to do things other than pit men against women because you can imagine how that's going to turn on the, on the internet, right? There will be What comments. you're saying is pitting men against women. Like having a woman play with the men, I think is different than having like a full women's team playing against a full men's team, no? I'm talking more like all-star, like as a, mm-hmm. a charity, like not charity type thing, but like a kind of that setting when they brought in the women's for the fastest skater and stuff like that. Was it two years ago, three years ago before the pandemic? And it was just, yeah. it was, that was crazy. Yeah. I just don't see like the logistics working out. You know, even, well, I think even at the end it, of the day, if uh, is it Gascon? Is that how you pronounce it? Yeah. Gascon. Gascon. So, um, if at the end of the day she has a resume that elicits her getting a start, like I think that's what it'll be, right? Exactly. Because that, she played in I the queue, she's got to win in the queue. Like, if and I'm not saying one win in the queue doesn't qualify you to play in the NHL. And you know, I think all of us combined have zero wins in the queue. But if she plays a season and starts to actually get some like real contest consistent continuous play and ends up being a goalie who can hack it in the queue i don't see why you wouldn't give her a that's shot. you 
yeah. that is that is true like i agree with you on that like i yeah. i think that it should be like that i just don't think it will be like that you know yeah. what i mean like yeah. she's 18 in the first year of a contract with the get new la peak mm-hmm. will she get drafted this year out of a lot of other goalies that are going to win a lot of other games in the chl maybe not if she gets drafted next year maybe not you know what i mean so if she doesn't get drafted within the three-year contract or the five-year with the overage uh, in the canadian hockey league what does she do after that does she go play college hockey does she go to the women's league does she just go on the national teams right like you know what i mean there's still that uh i don't know if paul's cursing at me or if he's uh... no something else happened <laughs> okay yeah so I, I just don't know i like i agree with you that she should deserve a shot and any woman who compete with men at this level should get the chance to i just don't see the culture change yet yes yeah, uh, yeah, I, I think i think the culture change is there because the nhl wants to be progressive i know it's exactly. like not a good way to put it they want to be progressive in the fact that they want to push a woman's league not to mix the two that's, yeah, that's but, it you got to read between the lines right because it still is media at the end of the day also the nhl does have a lot of females being hired in front office position and a lot of as well which mm-hmm. is really good for that sort of thing so i, I don't know i think if it is going to happen it's going to happen with the goaltending position most likely um and we're just talking it about would happen in the right preseason it, it would start with the preseason like a manorayom type type thing right right but, but like i said like Let's say she gets signed as an undrafted free agent, whatever. She gets a shot in the preseason and she starts winning games or she starts the American League and she starts winning the AHL and gets called up. Mm-hmm. Why not mm-hmm. give her a chance? But it, it all depends. Like, like, all I'm saying is if she has the caliber to play it, let her play. Like, I, I think the I, I completely it- agree with everything you said. I don't see it happening, though. You know what I mean? Like, I'm going to keep going in circles with this. It's just, yeah, you know. I don't think that the NHL's thing is to mix uh, everybody together. I think they want to have, and I think the women can also agree that they want to have their own league that they can build up and be as good as the NHL. You know what I mean? I don't think there's, I don't think there's anything that would grow the women's game like one of their players winning an NHL game. I think that there, there's or the, uh, win a game in the NHL would grow. It I, like I don't because... know about you guys, but like when whenever the women's tournaments are on, I like watching them more like the Olympics or anything like that. I like to oh, yeah, watch the sure. women's more. They, the games are more com- like, I like to say mm-hmm. competitive, but you know what I mean? It's just because they're, they're actually, that's what they're playing for. These NHL guys, they go to the Olympics or they go to these tournaments and like, oh yeah, but they all, their, their end game is to win the Stanley cup. Whereas some of these yeah. women don't get that chance. So they're playing and it's just good hockey. Yeah. In my yeah. No. And so, I mean, I could go forever with, like female sports leagues and what's been done wrong in my opinion because i think the wnba the biggest mistake they made was partnering with the nba because i think it needs to be its complete own thing i think the nhl pushing it doesn't help it because it it automatically positions it as the little sister or the little brother right the thing with that though you you gotta they they have no funds because they had a league and then they 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 lost it right well no they lost it because they didn't lose it they split so the PWPHA was like all the USA and Canada, the team Canada and team USA players, they wanted to do a different structure, which I think was really smart, which we can talk mm-hmm. about another day, but maybe during the off season, because they wanted to do like traveling games, having teams in different cities and playing showcase types instead of having home teams and traveling. Cause it's way cheaper. You only have to rent a building for a couple weekends, every couple months versus having to rent it every weekend. So saves a lot of money. I like that style, but the PWPHA did. 
but they didn't they ask him to meet to try and come together i think the smartest thing they could do was to say no we don't want to be associated with you like because it's just you're not but you're missing get, out on money then like say the toronto maple leafs say you're that missing they out wanna... on money but you're follow if you follow the path of every other sport you're going to end up where the WNBA is the WNBA is not in a good place the one of the best players in the WNBA is being held captive in russia and no one cares because it's the WNBA like it's just there's you know you could you could do this and say oh yeah look at us we're so progressive or you could say hey if this girl has the chops she can play and that's that's what i think they're at and i also think that a good women's league i don't think you're pulling from the same fan base i don't i think if you try and pull from the same fan base that's where you run into trouble because the fans of the wnba are not the fans of the nba and vice versa the nba fans hate the wnba and vice versa you know you don't see a lot of those people and it's i just i think hockey's different in that aspect I, I with basketball it's tough because basketball is like rooted in america right like it's mm-hmm. growing up and stuff like that were there i i don't know because in my school there were no basketball teams but did they have mixed teams for basketball no. like or rec mm-hmm. leagues you see in canada there was there's always been women and and men play together like growing up i played with a lot yeah. of girls in minor hockey right so mm-hmm. like there is already that inclusiveness and there's already kind of that partnership between genders. I want to say maybe I don't fucking know. I know that like a lot of people still struggle with is allowing women to do thing? all this. What that like sorry. do women do women still play a lot in in, in like that they do? It's funny because yeah. that's not a thing in America. I wonder why because there's you know for the junior sharks there's the lady sharks and the lady ducks and the lady in like like every all throughout. So mm-hmm. I, I wonder why that would be. That's interesting. Well, there, there, there is that in Canada. Canada too. There, there are there more okay. women's leagues and stuff like that. But like, if you're going to, uh, you're just starting out hockey or you're just like, you know what I mean? You're playing midget or not midget, but like peewee or something like that. And mm-hmm. you're no, playing peewee just, like novice or Adam. Yeah. Well, even at that, I, I played with people in peewee and Bantam. Um, they mm-hmm. played with the girls and like, they were just as good as anybody else on the ice. But uh I forgot where I was really going with that, but yeah, it's just, there's, there's already that kind of like thing in Canada where it's like, okay, so I think hockey, all it needs is a bit of money. And I think if the NHL can help with that and advertising and stuff like that, not be the number one partner of the W where the women's hockey league, but mm-hmm. like just helping them out. Cause I can, I can see true, like the Maple Leafs having a great idea to have like the lady Leafs or like, like you're saying with the lady ducks mm-hmm. and stuff like that and, and going that route. Teams owned by other the, teams. The Habs don't have the Montreal Canadiens. Mm-hmm. See, like, like I think like the MLSC could probably have one or even two teams in Toronto. See, that, that's that's the, that's the issue is that that already exists. Mm-hmm. It happens it, I, in the WNBA. It happens, I should say. The Lakers owned the Sparks for a long time, and the Bulls owned the Sky for a long time, and the feet like it doesn't work because what women's sports need isn't money. It's not money. That's not what they need. They need moments. And the moment of me or of, uh, why can't Chastain? I can't remember her first name. I don't know if you guys know this. It might be an American thing, but the woman who scored the game winning goal in the world cup and ripped her shirt off. And it was like iconic. And it was on all over Nike that sparked mm-hmm. American soccer for 20 years. Then Mia ham, Mia ham came along and now it's Alex Morgan. And the women's soccer in the United States is objectively bigger than the men's. And it's because of that. I in think Canada too, up until this year. Uh, yeah. The women's soccer, like mm-hmm. it was just crazy, right? Uh, Christine yeah. St. Clair. Oh, you need, 
you need moments is what you need. Olympic champions. In the moment that you need is you need the moment of a girl competing with the guys. That's what I think. Um, and because you've tried the other way, the NWHL was a thing. The PKF was a thing. It's not worked. So why not try this? That's, that's my philosophy on it. I get what you're saying with that. You don't think, you don't think it'll happen. Not necessarily that you don't think it'll work. And I yeah. understand that. I understand that, but I just think that now you're at a point where you want this to be viable. I think this is the way to make it seem viable because you're, I, again, I don't think you go after NHL fans because there's not a lot of people who are casually going to go watch Like I don't know, maybe in Montreal and Toronto, if you held like a women's game right after an NHL game, it would sell out, would not sell out here. I think before, I, I think if you did it during the day, and then played the NHL game and you bundle both into like some kind of deal. I think people would go because if there's any excuse, like during the week, maybe not, but on weekends, you know, if it's a smaller mm-hmm. league, it's a smaller league, right? Saturday, Friday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday would be great to have like, you know what I mean? We, type. Uh, we did type that in Danbury. It didn't work, but it could work on a bigger did, level. I know they did but that the in Buffalo is, for a while with the Buffalo Buttes and yeah, me and my cousin the, could have went to the game and we just were like, we went to the mall instead because we the Connecticut the Connecticut whale yeah. <laughs> played in the in Danbury where the hat tricks played. Yeah. They tried it too. It, it it's it's weird because it's I want it to work more than anybody, right? Yeah. Like probably not more than anybody because I'm not someone who's going to be making a living off this. So I assume they want it to work more. But like I want it to work just as bad as the next guy. And so that's why I'm saying like why are we gonna go with the exact same idea? Or it's like oh this time it'll work. No, it won't because your problem isn't money. You've had money behind it before. The problem is fans. And that's, in my opinion, how you get fans well, that, because you, you fans, go after young people. And also I, I, I blame a lot of media for not like covering the game very well as well. Like I'm calling out TSN Sportsnet right now because a lot of the time there'll be like a woman's game on when it was the PWHA or whatever, whatever it's I've called. watched a few. I've watched yeah, a few a on lot, TV. But a lot of the time they say there's a game on, Instead of the game, they'll be showing poker tour. Like, who cares about poker tour? Put hockey on. We're in Canada. No, you can't blame them. They they cover what sports are big. ESPN doesn't cover the NHL in 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 America very well because it's not big. So why would they cover it? Whatever's going to make them money. That's it. News news and media are just like it's a completely different. The thing is, like, there's there's (laughs) like five TSN channels. There's five TSN channels, and they don't need every single one playing poker. You know what I mean? Like they, they can change, they can have at least one of the five playing something else. The issue yeah. is the issue is the marketing of it. It's not ESPN. It's not TSN. The, I, I don't it's know what public. tour, I don't know what tour this was or what team this was, but when I was broadcasting in California, I used to do a lot of youth tournaments and there was a, a team that would come around of really good women. They were all D one women players and they would play after female tournaments and they'd come and that's what you need. Cause you need, it's, it's interesting because I used to be, you know, kind of a lot less understanding about female sports and kind of the anatomy of what makes it work and what makes it not work. And the interesting thing is like, if you're a girl hockey player, who do you look up to? Right? Like who has been marketed as someone who's like, Oh, I want to be like her when I grow up versus how many kids like, yeah. How many kids want to be Connor McDavid or want to be Sidney Crosby? Like that's the issue. And again, oh, no, there, there are a lot. That's where I think there's a difference between Canada and the U.S. because there are in Canada. Like, there are a lot. Just, yeah. There are, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's like, huge in Canada. Idolizing, my wife grew up idolizing Marie-Philippe Poulain and Haley Wickenheiser. Mm-hmm. 
right? Like those are yeah. huge names in, in women's and in hockey in general. <laughs> Mary Philip Poulain is one of the most decorated yeah. hockey oh, players yeah. ever. She is, men she or is women. the most decorated. She is the most decorated. Right? Mm-hmm. So like, I'm not well, saying that's, that that's the thing is like, it, it's not a viable career choice yet. I think is what it is like. Yeah. And it's not treated exactly. that way. And I, that's the, that's what I want them to solve. It's like, let's find yeah. a way to make this economic where it's not like, because if you gave a women's league 10 years and said, hey, go build this, you know, take some money, sure, but go build this. And you gave them TV time and you gave them not TV time for games, but TV time to sell their game, right? Like, mm-hmm. I don't know. I just think that there's a way to do it that hasn't been explored yet. If you want, But it's going to take time, know, right? It, it hasn't been around for a long time at a, at a level where it's like this, right? Where it's mm-hmm. nationally talked about. Mm-hmm. And you know the NHL took a long time before it picked up, and like, you know what I mean. It was fifty years before the first expansion in 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 the NHL, right? With yeah, the sixties uh, and uh, yeah, blues. just before yeah, sixties. see, so it it took that 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 amount of time. So I think if you just continue to put the 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 um the eyes on the game and you know what I mean? You keep promoting stuff like the uh, uh, world juniors with the, the women's world juniors and the women's uh, tournament that uh, Canada just won there not too long ago, the, the world championships, the Olympics. I think if you keep putting more emphasis on that kind of stuff, the rest will kind of come. But you, like you said, you need those, those moments. And I think those moments can only come in situations like the Olympics in situations that like where big tournaments are going to be held. Right now, it's just Canada and U.S. pretty much when it comes mm-hmm. to that, right? So yeah, it's in demand now, and that's good. Everybody wants to yep. see women's hockey grow. Actually, the old teams actually surprised me. It's becoming like a pretty good, not like a big USA and Canada, but a pretty good third decent team in women's hockey. Japan, which came out of nowhere because I, I remember watching the Olympics. Japan actually had a really decent team. Nobody thought Jamaica would have a bobsled team. Yeah, that's true. And we're kind of running close on time here. We've already been going for about an hour now, guys. Um, mm-hmm. Anything else you want to do before we wrap it all up? Do I talk about Matthews hitting about 51 and 50? Yeah, we'll talk mm-hmm. about it when he hits 70. Mm-hmm. Okay, there. Okay, there. <laughs> this is Jake's That's hockey, a bit much. That, that's aggressive. If he hits 70, everybody owes me 10 bucks. It says who? Says me. No, I'm not giving if you no he money. Hits, if he hits 70, I'm going to find a bridge. <laughs> Just wait until Toronto plays Boston in the first round. When it gets to game seven, you can I'll be jumping off yeah. the bridge. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It, it was through one. Yeah. It doesn't need, I don't I don't even care anymore. Like, <laughs> it's happened so like, often. If like if you're the Leafs, like who do you want to play in the first round? Boston. Boston? Is it you want you want to play, want to play Boston because you just want to beat Boston finally? No, you, because if Toronto can beat Boston in the first round of the playoffs after years of losing to them, they are going to win the Stanley Cup. And no one can say no to that. <laughs> so yeah, you want to play them to beat them to prove. Yeah. 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 You play Tampa or Tampa, but like I, I'd rather play Boston than Tampa. <laughs> right? Like it's either you beat you beat your ghost or your Toronto's not playing Florida. I don't think it's possible. Oh, is it um, possible? Uh, no, it's not. No, it's not. Florida's playing uh, Washington. Washington. That, that's locked. It, it, Toronto would either play Carolina or 
Tampa, Boston. That that's what's what's going, and I don't see Toronto losing that second spot in the East. Uh, mm-hmm. Boston would have had I mean, to win their game today. I guess also they could play Pittsburgh if Capitals go on the heater and Pittsburgh kind of shits the bed. I think Pittsburgh and Toronto are going to make it in the East. That's just my opinion. Mm-hmm. No. Liam, are you I still think- trying to figure out a way for the Islanders to make it in? No, the Islanders are done. Okay, good. Finally, yeah. you've accepted it. No, the Islanders are 100% done. Like, it's it's crazy. Like, the East is pretty much set. Because if you look at, like, in the Atlantic, the wild card is the Bruins. And after the Bruins, you have the Red Wings with 66 points. The Bruins have 95. Yeah. No, the, 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 the East has been set for the last month and a half. And like, the Metro, beginning of March. Capitals with 90, and then Islanders have 75. Oh, the Bruins I, are the wild card. Damn it. Yeah. Are they? Yeah, they are. By on, so on plus sweet. minus? Or no, Tapa won today. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah, no. It, so it's going to be Leafs and Lightning, probably. No. I, I Boston is one point behind them. Yeah. <laughs> like, but... And I, do, do Tapa play Boston again down the stretch? Uh, I'm not sure. Because I know Toronto play. I think Toronto plays Tampa once again. No, uh, the Bruins play the Blues, Senators, Penguins, Blues, Penguins, Rangers, Canadians, Panthers, Sabres, Leafs. That's a brutal schedule. That's hard. Yeah. But yeah. I think they, I, I still think that they can compete with Tampa at that level. That's not a fun schedule. No. <laughs> well, I mean, the Leafs faced Florida. Um, who was it? Florida, Winnipeg, Tampa, uh, Flyers. Like they all kind of like, you know what I mean? They, 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 they beat them all. <laughs> yeah. It... Yeah. No. It's, yeah, it's, it's, it's going to be tough. I think I, the odds right now in betting world for the Leafs to make the second round are. If the Leafs, crazy if good. the Leafs win the first round, they are making it to the Stanley Cup Finals. I don't know if they're no, no, I'm talking gambling. I'm talking gambling. Like if you put a futures on the Leafs to make the second round, you can make some serious money. Mm-hmm. It put, put 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 your if you're going to put it on the second round, put it to the make to the finals. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Like if you want to nah, make some real I, money, <laughs> I don't know because they're everybody's going to be beat up. So after the first round. It's just going to be a coin, a coin toss. So I well, That's like why, so if like, if, if Toronto beats final, you can pull out anytime you want. So it, like if Florida beats Washington, Toronto and Toronto say beats who the fuck knows Boston or Tampa, either or. Toronto's still playing an East, uh, uh, an Atlantic team. In, yeah. in the second round, so they're yeah. either you know what I mean. So it's either you're facing the top team in the league. Or the, the not the league, but the East. Um, you're either playing the defending Stanley Cup champions or a team that's haunted you for the last three years in the playoff while well, going back to 2013. Now, my question is do you trust Florida? Yes. You trust Florida? Yes. I don't trust their defense. Why? They're getting Ekblad back by this. Argument. Yeah, they're getting Ekblad yeah. back. Okay. Plus, okay. Look at the Penguins' defense when they won their cup. It wasn't that great. Everybody kept saying, oh, their defense isn't good enough. Their defense, well, good enough to win a damn cup. So, 
If you can, hockey is all about scoring more goals than the opponent. If if Toronto got lost to Montreal last year because they got out goalied, a lot of teams lost to Montreal last year because they got out goalied. I don't see that happening this year. I don't see a goalie standing out like Carey Price did in the playoffs last year, not in the East anyway. Jacob Markstrom might see, do it in the West, but that, that's I about see it. Two, two do it in the West. I could see Macambe Fleury do it, and I could see Jacob Markstrom do it. Yeah. See, I like Sersterkin, and like he's making a hell of a run. He's going to win the Vesna. He's going to finish second in MVP voting. But I think if he gets rattled in the playoffs, like, and you're crazy if you don't think that's exactly what Pittsburgh are going to do first thing is go after the rookies. Like, it's it's just the playoffs. Yeah. That's how it is. So and, it's going to be a good series. It's going to be tough. Yeah, and like like Sersterkin too. He reminds me kind of like a young Ryan Miller. How so? Just like, <laughs> just like, just the way Miller was when he was really young. Like, remember how like he was lights out in that part of his career when he first came in the league? But then, like, he wasn't for his first like couple seasons. He wasn't very good in the playoffs, and then he kind of figured it out. Did he? I can't remember I mean, Miller ever making it to the playoffs to find out. <laughs> oh man, he played with Buffalo, right? Because yeah. Buffalo never made the playoffs in the last. Dominic yeah, when was the last time they made the play? I don't even know. Last that was eleven years ago, and that was when they traded Miller. Eleven years ago. Yeah, like I, like they made, they had a lot of deep runs back then, man. When they had Miller, they went to the conference finals and yeah, two thousand lost to Ottawa. Yeah, but they Ryan Miller Ottawa. wasn't goalie. Yeah, it was. I don't think Ryan Miller was the goalie. No. What year? Yeah. That was Miller when, year. in 07. Yeah, but yeah, was Miller would have been the goalie. Yeah. Yeah. I thought they still had Hash. No, it wasn't Hash. Hash was no. in Detroit. Yeah. Ha- was Hashik even in the league at that point? Yeah, he was in Detroit. He was a backup for Osgood. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Yeah, no, man. That was uh it was Miller. Like all those years when Buffalo was being good was Miller, that was Miller's year. And then he yeah. went to uh Vancouver and St. Louis and then Anaheim. Thomas Vanek too. Daniel Brewer. I mean, he didn't really shit the bed. He, he went there like I don't he went there to be the backup. Him. He was a six million dollar backup. Yeah. Well, he was. Wait, no, no, that's wrong. He was supposed to be their starter, but they. Uh, I think. Uh, yeah. Was it Schneider or? Yeah. They had yeah. Schneider and Luongo at one point. Yeah. And then they didn't. <laughs> Same year. <laughs> anyway, that's enough for this week. Everybody have a good week. Stay safe out there. Buy our merch.